Good morning. One of the most loved books of the Bible is the Psalms. It is a collection of Hebrew poetic passages characterized by rich statements of praise to God, thanksgiving, prayers, but also outbursts of emotion. There is another kind of text in Psalms we may not typically associate with this Old Testament book, historical narratives. These passages carry the message that all historical narratives carry. You must remember. Remember what happened in the past. If the event or sequence of events was good, rejoice and be thankful. If the event or sequence of events was bad, be warned and learn from that. Take a course in your life away from the evil that happened in previous generations, but also be certain you teach the next generation about not letting previous evil overtake them. All history contains that value, secular, political, scientific, medical, economic. If something happened in the past that was obviously ill-advised, misguided, wrong, learn from that and take a course that is wiser. In the Bible, this applies in a strong and urgent way. If something evil devastated a people, weakened a country, ruined families, learn the lesson and avoid the cause. And that's exactly what's happening in the 78th Psalm. The writer provides this lengthy documentation this dramatic summary of what had happened in Israel in time past. And the simple point of that is, don't let this happen to you or to your children. I want us to look at some of this in the 78th Psalm. Please have your Bible ready at that place. And notice with me, beginning with verse 9, just browse for a couple of seconds, from verse 9 over through verse 72. It is a historical narrative, and the reference is to Israel's past rebellion against the Lord and then the Lord's response. I'll read some of that in a minute, but first, I want you to look on the page and see, find that location from verse 9 to the end of the chapter. Just a glance confirms the reference is to Israel's past rebellion against the Lord and then the Lord's response. And of course, the message is to the readers of this in Israel at the time, don't let this happen to you. This historical narrative has this point. Here's what happened in the past. Be warned and be exhorted to not let this happen to you or to your children. Now, what was it? What had happened in the past that caused the writer to describe this with such urgency and passion? Now we're going to look at some of this. In verse 9, the Ephraimites armed with the bow, but they turned back in the day of battle. Keep reading. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. 
They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. That's verse 10. Pause there and observe. A people dull and disobedient, not responsible, not responsive, and they forgot the Lord's works and wonders. What's the message? Don't let that happen to you or to your children. The Lord had performed wonders in clear view of the people. Clear view of the people. Verse 13, he divided the sea and let them pass through it. Verse 14, he led them with the cloud. You remember this story of Moses and the people coming out of Egypt, passing through the sea and being led by the cloud. Verse 14 continues, at night with a fiery light. God gave people water from the rock in verses 15 and 16. Now, as this history is recounted, ask yourself, how should the people have responded to God, His law, and the visible displays of His power? They should have praised Him, honored Him, obeyed Him, led their families to Him, led their people in the right way. God delivered miracles He dispensed what they needed. He graciously gave them his law for their good. But what happened? Verse 17, Yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. From verse 9 in the 78th Psalm over through verse 72, it is the history of what God did, what he provided, how good he was, and how he wanted his people to live right. And three words tell the story. In verse 17, yet they sinned. Well, God would respond to their sin. Verse 21, a fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel. From verse 22 down through verse 31, the history of the manna, and after their response to that, the birds that fell in the camp. Verse 29, they ate and were filled, and he gave them what they craved. God signals his wrath. Verse 32, in spite of all this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. And the rest of the chapter is like this. The writer is saying to his readers at that time, Do you remember this? Will you let that history repeat itself in your life and the life of your children and grandchildren? Listen to some more of this in verses 36 and 37, where history is being retold. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. God was long-suffering through all this. Can you believe this in verse 38? Yet he, that's God, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity, and did not destroy them, he restrained his anger often and did not stir up his wrath. But verse 40 How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Now find verse 44. 
And I want you to look through from verse 44 down to the end of the 78th Psalm. Most of the verses or sentences begin with the pronoun he. And you have two things going on here. One, the Lord is letting loose his wrath. Verse 49, he let loose on them his burning anger, wrath, indignation, and distress. Two, he is still leading them in safety, and he apportioned to them the land for their possession. Verses 55 and 56. God's gracious patience is set forth in bold relief. I'm at verse 56. Yet they tested and rebelled against the Most High God and did not keep his testimonies. Verse 59. They turned away and acted treacherously like their fathers. This is not history just for the record books. This isn't just for people who love a good story of conflict. This is what happened previous to this publication. And it has moral and spiritual value. And the point is, don't let this happen to you or to your children. If something evil devastated a people or weakened a country or ruined families, learn the lesson and avoid the cause. All right, that's what this is about. Now, where does the writer make that point? You know, sometimes the approach is tell the story and recount the history and then make the application for your readers or listeners. Tell the story, then give them the takeaway. But here in the 78th Psalm, the writer makes his point of application at the beginning. It is his introduction. It is his preface. Here's why I'm giving you this history, the writer says. Look at verses 1 through 8. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 8, the introduction. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and His might and the wonders that He has done. He established a testimony in Jacob, and He appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. I'm back where I started. Remember what happened in the past. If the event or sequence of events was good, 
rejoice and be thankful and be a participant in good. If the event or sequence of events was bad, be warned and learn from that and take a course in your life away from the evil that happened in previous generations. But also be certain you teach the next generation about not letting previous evil overtake them. All history contains that value, secular, political, scientific, medical, economic. If something happened in the past that was ill-advised, misguided, learn from that and take a course that is wiser. In the Bible, this applies in a strong, urgent way. If something evil devastated a people, weakened a country, tore up families, ruined people, learn the lesson of history and avoid the cause yourself. I have these points of application for us. Parents, don't hide the truth from your children. There is a loose but very dangerous idea that has made its way into our culture of not teaching children moral values, just letting them figure it out when they grow up. Modern parents probably wouldn't call that approach hiding the truth, but that's the essence of it when clearly stated. So tell your children what the Bible says. Tell your children what the Bible says happened when people forgot the Lord and departed from his law. Steer them in a positive course away from apostasy to faithfulness and the hope of the gospel. Adam Clark observes, Five generations appear to be mentioned in the opening verses of Psalm 78. Fathers, their children, the generation to come, their children, and their children. They were never to lose sight of their history throughout all their generations. Their history taught them to maintain good relationship with God. Number two, when I read in the Bible or in secular history of horrible errors people committed, leaders or followers, the value of learning about that is to avoid it. Not only do I teach my children what has happened to people in the past who disobeyed God, but the value of learning about that is for me to avoid that and anything that would lead to it. Take a course in your life away from those errors. If it is the Israelite history of rebellion, if it is the carnality of the Corinthians, the envy of the Jews who crucified Christ, the pride of the Pharisees, the worldliness of Demas, the dishonesty of Ananias and Sapphira, the arrogance of Diotrephes, or the idleness of some in Thessalonica, the point of historical narrative in Scripture is not just to be informed, but to steer us away from the error and negligence of those whose stories are documented by the Holy Spirit in the Bibles that we carry. And then to fix our eyes on Jesus and run the race 
set before us. This applies to accounts of secular history. The evil of genocide, the lingering, ugly hatred of racism, the sexual revolution of the 1960s and 70s, the beginning and now the continuing of the tragedy of abortion, the blight of drug abuse and intoxication, the absence of men who are only fathers in the biological sense. What has happened in the world and in our nation, past and present, that history contains a message for every one of us. Let's steer a course away from the evil toward the good and in the direction of and to fully embrace Christ who died to make it possible for us to avoid the sin of the past and in the present become and be servants of God. Tell the next generation. Tell them the glorious deeds of the Lord and His might and wonder. Tell them what happened to people who were not steadfast in heart, and be sure to tell them that God is long-suffering and compassionate, and that His compassion and grace found full and beautiful expression when Jesus came and gave Himself for us. This passage leaves us astounded at two remarkable things, the wickedness of man and the grace of God. What has happened before teaches us and Christ enables us to preserve personal holiness in our lives and beyond as we teach and influence the next generation. Thank you for listening.